It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusinowski and Drew Remenda. They're on the ice at SAP Center at San Jose, and that's where they'll be tonight. The Sharks and the Vancouver Canucks for their third of four meetings on the year. Drew, last night, uh, beyond everything special that, that happened for me and my family, which was incredible, we had a really good game that was played. So unfortunate that the Sharks couldn't get the two points, but according to Coach David Quinn, they made some progress, and I think one of the big progresses goes back to the practice the day before the Seattle game, when Brian Wiseman was forcing them and encouraging them to move the puck quickly and get shots to the net on the power play practice. They win a draw. They get it to Eklund, and it's in the back of the net, and lots of good things happen. And they also had a uh, power play in the first period, as we, we talked about, looked really good. Their power play in the last, even the Seattle game, yeah, I know it was at the end of the game, but they're, they're starting to adopt that quickness. They're starting to adopt that shooting thought process, like get the puck to the net. They're, they're doing a really good job on puck recovery, and they're not wasting a lot of time like they were earlier by getting into their getting into the zone getting to their spots and then dusting it off and passing it around the outside and looking for the perfect play to pass the puck into the net so yeah so that's you know a nice little element of coaching I, I look at I always think that there's three elements or three facets to the game where coaching you can have a real impact and almost an immediate impact one is penalty kill two is power play and three is starts of games and um, obviously the coaching have a doing that in Seattle before then you were at that practice. Um, you reported back about how they're trying to work on quick, quick, quick. We've, we've seen it in two games. Again, big, the big trick is, the big C word, consistency. Isn't there a fourth thing a coach can have an impact on, and that is when things aren't going well, about the positive attitude they bring to the process of work? Yeah, I guess. I can't say I was ever. It's hard. Can't say I was ever part of that. No, I think that the one thing is, I like David's. I like David Quinn's philosophy of of um, positive but honest. You know, and it's honesty is a is a a weapon that is a must have for a coach, and you have to be unafraid to use it. It's a lot of times it's it's easier just to go along to get along. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna believe I'm saying this, but I was watching a, a show with Brett Hull the other day. Yeah. And Brett was talking about one of his coaches. You're gonna laugh when I tell you who. Um, that said. You need to be positive, but you also need to be realistic, which is kind of the same thing that you're talking about. You need to be realistic yes. with the players, yes. but you need to be to do that in such a way that doesn't get the players down. And that coach was Bob Berry. You're kidding me. <laughs> You're really? 
<laughs> the great Bob Ferry, love Bob. Laptop Bob, one of the great time, great guys of all time. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, and it's it's now, it's the way you deliver it. You know, I don't know how many times um, I've had my daughter say, stop yelling at me. And I say, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just telling you what, not anymore, but the old days. You know, I'm just telling you what's got to happen. And she goes, you know, Dad, it's not the way, what you're saying. It's the way you're saying it. And she was right. The whole thing, when you look at, when you look at um, the way that coaches have to change. Like, back when I was coaching, you could yell at guys. You yell at guys all the time. You, you, you would have. That's how you communicate. That's how you communicate. You'd have those, you know what, contests back and forth with guys. Negative reinforcement. Exactly. And, and a lot of guys would do that. Ray Whitney was the best at negative. Really? Yeah. Because you could, you could go to Ray and you could say things like, Ray, you know, you're not, you got to do this, you got to, and you got to, you get on him. And he would go, oh yeah, okay. And he'd give it to him back. And then he'd go out and he'd prove you wrong. He'd prove you completely wrong. Patty Falloon was completely opposite. He'd just believe you. He would believe you. So what you had to do, you had to show Patty him, he had to show Patty videos of him doing everything right. Like what you wanted to see. Like we, we, we showed one video to him where we cut up all the times he would just be streaking down the ice and just unloading that shot of his. And we just, I, I showed it to him and showed it to him, showed it to him. And he, for a while there, you know, Patty was a hell of a good offensive player. And he scored 25 goals on a, not a very good team. At 18. At 18 years old. And th that was, so Patty, you had to put an arm around him. Ray, you had to put your, you know, your finger in his chest. It was really interesting that way. Ray was a great, because Ray was smaller. He wasn't extremely fast. He had been told all his life, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. And, well, over a thousand games, Stanley Cup champion. And, and it didn't hurt that while he was being told he can't do this, he was uh, going to practice with Gretzky and yeah. with Messier and learning about all that from them. Yeah, exactly. So with a coach like David, I mean, David, David's been through all that development stuff with BU at Boston University. You know, he's learned his craft. He's coached in the in the minors. He is a guy who has had to work with younger players, and, he, and he's a young guy anyway. So he he hasn't gone through the, or he hasn't had to change the way he was coaching before. I still think David. We've seen him. David can be forceful, and has been. He was the other night. Exactly. So when you look at the way that he coaches, though, he always gets back to the message. He never gets personal with guys. He always gets back to the message of trying to grow the player and grow the team and make the team better. What he's doing now, and I know what people are thinking, Remenda, you are out of your mind, and yeah, you're probably right. But in this situation, I'm not. What David and the coaching staff have been doing this year, like they did last year, when you're losing, you coach your ass off. You do more coaching when you're losing than when you're winning. Because eventually when you're winning, the guys take over. This team is going to have to be coached for the whole season. And the coaching you have to do, you, you, Danny, you lay in bed. You sit there and you lay in bed and you're like, what if we try this? What if we move this guy to that place? And you, you, you'd think about everything you can possibly think about. So, uh, you know, so going into, you, you lose last night, yesterday afternoon, and then you come into, you're going to play Vancouver, who are 11-0 against you in the last 11 games. So... You're thinking, okay, what do we do now? And now you got to get, you got to 
rinse, repeat, get back out there and try to figure out a way to beat Vancouver. What's also a factor right now at this stage of the season, 20 games in, is the walking wounded factor. Yeah. I'm looking on the ice right now and I see Alexander Barabanov out there. Tonight's going to be 15 straight games that he hasn't played. They really miss him. You look at the, the total roster picture, Logan Couture and Alexander Barabanov out for that much time really has hurt the Sharks' offense, so it should be no surprise. Yeah. Um, now we've got Philip Zadina on the day-to-day -day list, left at the end of the first period. Jan Ruda, who's, it's really good to see him back on the ice after he got hit from behind in that Seattle game. Really surprised to see him. I was really surprised to see him this morning. But he's moving a little slowly, yeah. so yeah. at least he's out there, and that's just because he's a champion. He wants to get back, and he understands that he's needed here. Um, but also good to see who else is out here. Nikita Okochuk and also Nikolai Knizhov. These two guys are young, eager, and earnest players, and Giovanni Smith is out there. He's a guy that knows that he needs to be there every day, and he needs to be a good example for some other players too. I'm really, really enthused to see all this. And, of course, the great assistant coaches who are always out there. You've got uh, Ryan Warsofsky working with the two defensemen, and you've got Brian Wiseman working with the forwards, and Mike Ricci, ever-present, putting the skates on and getting out there and not only providing a lot of advice but a lot of personality. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what that tells you? That the coaches have got these guys still passionate and enthused about trying to be better. Like the coaches are doing the job and because the guys, this is an optional, and the guys are taking their option and coming out and working on their game. Shows you that the coaches, and, the, and they still, they still want to be better because they know that there's more to, do, to what, their career than what's happening right now. They're going to be better, and they're going to be hopefully a key to the Sharks improving like the old days. And we hope you take your option and listen to our broadcast starting at 6.30 tonight. That's 6.30 Pacific time, the Sharks and the Vancouver Canucks. That's it for the morning skate show today. You've been listening to the Sharks morning skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks audio network.